The pandemic has had a tremendous impact on sleep, insomnia, and anxiety. If you're suffering from sleep issues like half the world is, including myself, our sponsor Real Sleep has developed the world's first personalized sleep solution customized to you. Unlike prescription and over-the-counter sleep meds, their plant-based formula works with your body to get you to sleep faster, help you sleep deeper, and cut down on sleep disturbances. While sleep is something you do alone, you're not alone when it comes to sleep issues, and Real Sleep is here to help. That's why we're teaming up with Real Sleep to give you 20% off your next purchase. Go to the link in our show notes and use the code POD to see why Real Sleep is the last product you'll ever need. Have you been in quarantine? Are you ready to enter the wild again? There's a chance no one has seen your coconuts in months. Don't ruin your first post-quarantine date with hairy coconuts. Would you show up to the first day of school without a haircut? Nope. Manscaped is here to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Because of the ceramic blade and advanced skin safe technology, your snags will be reduced while preparing yourself for post-quarantine life. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0 Essential Kit. The Perfect Package 3.0 comes with new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, waterproof cordless body trimmer, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag for you to use when you're done quarantining. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with Manscaped Crop Preserver Deodorant and Crop Reviver Toner. The Crop Preserver is anti-chafing deodorant, which ensures your afternoon stroll through the jungle doesn't result in sticky coconuts. The Crop Reviver is a spray-on toner and made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts to give your coconuts a special boost. Subscribers to the Peak Hygiene Plan get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower 3.0 delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer stays fresh and clean. The light is at the end of the tunnel, fellas. Treat yourself for making it through the quarantine and welcome back to the jungle with a perfect package 3.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code SLOPDROP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com when you use Slop Drop. S-L-O-P-D-R-O-P. Your first post-quarantine date will thank you. Are you ready to get serious and take your physical fitness goals to the next level? Then check out LegacySubs.com. Legacy Sports Nutrition believes everything you want to achieve in life can be aided by optimizing human performance. Their formulas have been professionally developed and are made to the highest quality standards. Legacy Sports Nutrition is founded and operated by athletes who have been performing at world-class levels for decades, including the world's real champion of the National Wrestling Alliance, the national treasure himself, the dealer, Nick Aldis. Extraordinary results require extraordinary action. If you're in your prime, their supplements will take you to that next level. If you're starting to feel past your prime, they have something for you too. Let's face it, the more miles you put on your vehicle, you're going to get some wear and tear, plus the fuel tank is going to get a little low. The same goes for your body. Take it from me, the older you get, your body starts to experience that wear and tear. And just like your fuel tank, your testosterone will start to decrease as well. But there's good news. Want something to help boost that T? They got it. Want something to help bulk up and pack on some muscle? They got it. Want something to help cut weight and get shredded? They got it. Want a pre-workout to help energize you and power you through a workout? They got it. Want something to help you get the rest and the sleep your body needs to recover and grow? They got that too. 
figure out what your goals are, then go to LegacySubs.com and find which supplement will help get you there. It's science that a well-developed nutritional supplement protocol, when added to consistent training and quality nutrition, will push your results to the next level. Set your goals, push your limits, leave your legacy. Go to LegacySubs.com. Here comes the slot drop. I can answer that. That's a slot drop. What is that move? That's a slot drop. Welcome back to the Slop Drop. This is Nathan Rogers at Pig Sumo on Twitter. And as usual, joined by my tag partners, the unluckiest man on planet Earth, Bad Luck Chapman, the manager of champions, Stephen E., and the voice of the Twin Lakes Sports Network, the loose cannon, David McBee. What's going on, guys? What's going on, Sumo? What's going on, loose cannon? Yeah. I'm glad to be back, man. Missed the last couple of weeks, but now getting to hang out with Stephen E. and Sumo and Chapman. Good to be back in the saddle again. Oh, boy, boy, boy. Well, it was a good couple of weeks. Yeah. We are going Shoot. to do something very different on this episode. We have no idea what we're going to talk about because we have a pack of these cards WCW from 1991, and we're just going to open them up. And see what's in it, and talk about whoever is on the phone. Now, I, I I think it's safe to say that that you said 1991. 1991. 1991. So they're not quite antique, but those are vintage. At vintage. They're vintage. All right, are you guys ready? Yeah. Rock and roll, man. Open, them. open it up. There's probably some collectors out there saying, "Don't open those." Oh man, you know this. Just they're... use your teeth. <laughs> There's this thing called Corona going around. (laughs) What kind of cards are those? Is it like Pro Set or something like that? These are. Yeah, yeah. What's the rundown? Are they Don Russ? Tops? Fleer? No. Don't know. Upper deck. Suspense. It's killing All the the corners are destroyed. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Oh, I'm excited, man. Elegante. Oh, oh, it oh. says on the back his favorite singer is Janet Jackson, his favorite wrestler is Sting. <laughs> Those who disbelieve the existence of biblical Goliath will lose all skepticism once they lay eyes on Elegante, a wrestler who stands for justice wherever he goes. He is truly a hero for all kids and very real threat to all oppose him. Hey, they uh, now, wasn't he the same guy that fought the Undertaker at WrestleMania? In yes, the, in, the, uh, in the body. Yeah. Singlet, what? Yeah, that was no, me. that was uh, no, it's him. He was uh, no, that was Elegante. Well, no, no, but what Giant Gonzalez, Giant, Giant Gonzalez, yep, yeah. that was Giant Gonzalez, man. We're yeah. talking about El Gigante, all right, yeah. boys. Man, when, when I see Elegante, I think about his background. I mean, you know, big time basketball player in South America, I think he was like seven, 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 eight. Lana Hawks tried to sign him, but just he had no mobility at all. but I've heard Jim Ross talk a lot about him, and they signed him because they're like, hey, this is our Andre the Giant, but he just couldn't work. But I, when and I say Elegante, yeah, and then I think of the story he said. They had Elegante cut a promo, and uh, Jim Ross is like, all right, we're going to have him do a promo. And he goes, I'll kill you. And then they're like, no, Elegante, you, you know, you need to Rick be like, Flair, I'm I fight kill him. you. 
yeah, just Ric Flair, I kill you. And he just couldn't get it. I'm just like, don't have him talk anymore. All right, guys. <laughs> Second one. It's a good one. Oh. oh. Flying yeah, Brian Pillman. Six foot tall, 226 pounds from Cincinnati, Ohio. Brian offers a bit of wisdom to any challenger who would mention his compact size. It's not the size of the dog that fight that matters, but the size of the fight and the dog. That's right, man. And that's awesome. That's a good one. That that that's very cool. That's very cool, and it's so uh, it's so fitting. Funky background. That, uh, since uh, since you know last week was his uh, uh, Dark Side of the Ring episode. Yeah. Which we, we we talked about a little bit off air and. Uh, Man, oh man, you know, uh, where where would he be today, guys? Where would he be today if 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 he was still around? You know, I think he, I think he still has a lot to offer. You know, I think he, you know, obviously if he was alive, but you know, uh, where would you know where would his boy, you know, Junior be? You know, uh, I, I I don't know. I, I've taken a big interest in in fly in flying Brian's kid, uh, Brian Junior, uh, Brian Billman Junior. I think that guy is money. Um, and, and I think that once he, uh, once he starts getting utilized correctly, he will, uh, he will, will flourish as a, uh, an AEW performer. Well, he's know? already got the mullet. God, that, he's given us a shout out before. And I'll tell you what, after I watched part two of that documentary, I've never wanted to see somebody <laughs> succeed more than I did yeah. him. And yeah. McBee, of course, is a huge Brian Pillman fan. It's his, his moniker, the loose cannon. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I would say, you know, we talk about, uh, Pillman, where he would be now. I mean, think about when he passed away. It was late 97. The pay-per-view is at Bad Blood. You're talking one or two months before the start of the Attitude Era. Can you imagine during the Attitude Era, a healthy Brian Pillman taking on The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, some of the things that he could have done. He was tailor-made. He was Attitude before the Attitude Era. And he was just one guy that, I mean, he wasn't used right. And just unfortunately some of the things that happened with him with his uh, health and i mean that was a great episode i know you guys already covered it last week i wasn't able to be on but i mean yeah how can you not be a brian pillman fan and i would go out and check they also have the first brian pillman t-shirts in 20 years on pro wrestling tees that his son is selling so uh i'm definitely going to order myself a hollywood blonde and a loose cannon shirt for pillman and we actually had an episode uh on him like a year ago so the documentary documentary was great. It was excellent. Go check it out on uh, Dark Side of the Ring, but go check out our episode too. I think it's episode eighty one. It's it was a lot better. It was pretty good. Yeah, I'd read the book too. Crazy like a fox, the Brian Pillman story. A lot of behind the scenes stories there. That's a it's a definitely a good read. Yeah. All right, card number three. The Steiner Brothers. Yeah. I'm trying to get this. I got this. Back, there we go. This background and it's kind of messing it up when I. <laughs> the back says uh, Rick Steiner, Scott Steiner, home Detroit, Michigan. Motto: It's not my motto. Oh, this is Rick Steiner. It's not my motto. It's not my fault. Uh, Scott Steiner's motto is: If you can't run with the big dog, stay on the porch. And the little narrative says: Like their favorite pets, Rick and Scott Steiner are two pit bulls in the ring. Scott even invested one of their own wrestling holds, the Frankensteiner. The name fits. These two guys are monsters. Wow. They were the, back then. The Frankensteiner. You know, it, it just, it, you know, anytime, anytime, you know, anytime you'd see him do that in the later years, I was just waiting for him to, to hurt himself. But, you know, to think somebody as big as, as, as Steiner doing that, that Frankensteiner off of that top rope, like, 
you know, I know, I, like I said, I know he didn't do it towards, you know, the end of his career when he bulked up, but, you know, he was big back in the nineties and, and man, that, 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 that was a really, 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 really cool move to watch too, especially because it was so innovative. Oh yeah. We talked about Pillman being a trailblazer, him doing that hurricane run off the rope. That, that's something they'd seen in Japan, but not here and not by a big guy like Scott Steiner. Uh-uh. I, I think they're one of the best tag teams of all time. And then Steiner, that big Papa Pump character that he ended up creating. Uh, too bad it was at the end of WCW because, I mean, I thought that was I – mean, I mean, you really thought he was losing it. And from what a lot of people said, he actually was. He was kind of crazy. But, I mean, I, I tell you what, if we ever get to do the road trip down to Atlanta to go see the NWA like we've been talking about, we have got to stop at Steiner's Denny's in Ackworth. I think we can make that happen. Now, wait a second. Did you say Steiner's Denny's? Is he not in the Shoney's? Shoney's. Oh, Shoney's. I'm oh. sorry. I said Denny's. Yeah. Shoney's. Yeah. Now, now, now I'm going to get destroyed. You'll see me. What the hell are you talking about? Hey, Scotty heard you recliner. say that, he would do the he, Steiner recliner right. after he did the, uh, the I'm tapping. Steiner on you. I'm already <laughs> tapping already. <laughs> I, I, hey, but who could ever forget Steiner math? You know, he did bring a Steiner yeah. math to help all the youth of America. You know, I, I uh, uh, about... About every two or three months, I get a, a text from my my brother-in-law, and and it, and it, the whole text is based around Steiner math. So yes, thank you, Scott, for for Steiner math. It uh, years later, it, it still brings a smile to my face. Shonies too, Shonies, 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 Shonies. <laughs> Next card, a guy who has probably been to Shonies several times, Ricky Morton, oh, Rock and Roll Express. Good. Uh, five nine two oh five from Nashville, Tennessee. Ricky Morton started wrestling as a teenager and worked until he earned recognition by his peers, winning the world tag title four times. Has won him recognition recognition from more than peers. The fans like him too. Ricky Morton is here to stay. Uh, I believe that's what is a nine time NWA tag champions now. I think that sounds about right. Hey, now, is Morton. that York Foundation Ricky Morton, or is that? It's just Ricky Rock Morton. Express. It's not Richard Morton. It's, it's Richard. not Richard. Okay. Mm, so. yeah. we, we did talk about the York family That's right. earlier and talk about uh, a, a faction that doesn't get enough love. That faction was well ahead of its time. And I loved the gimmick. They had a computer back then. They'd bring to the ring and, you know, they'd do. They had a, they had a laptop. Yeah. They were bringing a laptop. They, you know, like at that time, it was it was kind of almost uncommon to see, you know, home PCs in people's house, get alone a laptop. And and uh, what, what what was her name? Uh, Alexandra York. Alexandra. I was thinking Terry Sandra, Reynolds. Alexandra. Yep. Yeah, Terry Reynolds. Uh, she'd come out there, and she just she had that look of you know, like kind of a secretary accountant or whatever she was know, crunching those numbers and, and figuring crunching out numbers and getting uh, data and the odds you know. to to win the match and man that I, would work I, today i you know man she that 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 whole that whole faction was ahead of its time we talked about it earlier and, and you nailed it man it was ahead of its time because you know uh you know back then seeing her come out with a computer it was just kind of well that's cool she's got a computer i don't see very many of those where now you know uh everybody had you, you know it, it would relate more people would relate to it now i think than than they did back in in what you did 91 so yeah that's awesome well man when they were having the york foundation it was still hard for me because i kept wanting to go you know when the red rooster came out so mm-hmm. he was terrence taylor when he was in the mm-hmm. york foundation <laughs> next card sid vicious mm. 
home yeah, Memphis, we're Tennessee. Live, pal. Yeah, he's actually from West Memphis, Arkansas, not Memphis, Tennessee, as the card. He's said. actually from Marion, Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, <laughs> words to live by. It says, "I'm no blonde prima donna cutie pie." I don't know who wrote this stuff. The skyscraper turned horseman throws a big shadow and a mean punch in WCW, especially now that he's under the tutelage of Ric Flair. As a graduate of the School of Dirty Tricks, he's the last guy you want to turn your back on. You know, you know his motto, instead of it saying, you know, I'm no blonde or whatever, it should have said, you know, not accepting bookings during softball season. <laughs> <laughs> I went over, to, uh, went over to Marion, Arkansas, a while back. Uh, with a buddy of mine I went to the police academy with and met their assistant chief at the time. He's not there anymore, but he was a big wrestling fan, and, and we started talking and talked about mid-states and bringing people in and, and whatnot. And I want to say this is around the time we had just brought Lawler in for the first time. And uh, he looks at me and goes, you know a guy by the name of Sid Vicious? Said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, of course, Psycho Sid. Yeah, yeah. He goes, yep. Yeah, he, you know, he comes up here now and then and sees us. You know, he just lives right down here on, you know, whatever. And and uh, it was kind of it was kind of cool though, because uh, he was just like I said, a huge fan, and that he thought Sid was just the greatest thing walking the face of the earth. I know Sid gets a lot of heat, but I really think we'll see him in the Hall of Fame someday. Could have been. I, I do too. Yeah, I do too. You know, how do you, I, you know, you know, my question is, is this, how are you going to have the great Kali in there before you have a, a, a psycho Sid, you know, like, well, that's a whole nother show and we can, we can dive into that later, but yeah, yeah, no, psycho Sid uh, deserves to go into the, the hall of fame. Dude, Sid, Sid's a legend, but it's just like, he never went to that very next level. He was, you know, I mean, he was champ, you know, had some good runs, but all his runs as champion were very short. Uh, he was always a transition champion, but he never went to that next, you know, superstar level. Like you would talk about Hogan or Macho or The Rock or Stone Cold, but he always had the potential. Everyone was in love with Sid Vicious. You know, he, he had the look. He, to me though, I don't know if he, it seemed like his heart was never completely committed to uh, professional wrestling. I think he liked the paycheck, but he just, you know, to go to that next level wasn't willing to give it everything, in my opinion. Well, he tried to in WCW and didn't have a leg to stand on. Ouch. Oh. Ouch. I think if they'd have gave him a, a manager, a mouthpiece, things would have been a lot better. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, you know, a, a lot of a lot of professional wrestlers that go through their, their their career and they don't have that defining moment. And and you know, I'm not you know, I'm not taking it anyway. He had a WrestleMania moment. It just happened to be shared with Hulk Hogan, Papa Shango, and the return of the Ultimate Warrior. Was that like was it WrestleMania seven? I think or one of the one of those WrestleMania eight. Yeah, WrestleMania eight. Yeah, yeah. And he held the you know, you know you know what I remember though, you know so. what I remember about that while Shango and 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 Sid Justice were were laying the beat down on uh, on Hogan. You know, all of a sudden here comes the you know the Warriors music and you know he makes that 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 what looked like mile and a half jog to, to the ring, you know, like that guy was hey, warrior was blown up before he got halfway, you know, to the ring. Crazy. But, but he, no, he had, he had a, he, man, that, that was a, that was a cool little spot that they did. Uh, I think it was, uh, I think, I think, I think that would, you know, I think that could be his moment. Yeah. I mean, warrior was blown up every time. Was the ring up. Yeah. yeah. Next card. Doom. It's only got Ron Simmons on there, but it says doom. What? 
Uh, on the back, Ron Simmons and Butch Reed. Ron Simmons, 6'1 and a half, 285. Butch Reed, 6'3, 280. Where do you turn if you face or if you have to face Ron Simmons or Butch Reed in the ring? Well, your first stop is bound to be an ambulance, followed up by a long, lengthy stay at a quiet hospital. One thing is certain, you don't want to square off against these two without medical insurance. Who was the guy that ran the Pizza Huts? No, the, Jim Hurd, Hurd, right? Hurd, Jim Hurd. Jim Hurd's got to be the one writing this stuff. I, 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 I'm, I'm, how in the world can you have a Doom card and have half of the tag team missing? Who, like, that, that, it, that's a pretty big fail right there, you know? Yeah. Hey, hey, man, that's WCW 1991. You got to think about maybe the that's, Maybe so that's I mean, a – would, would that be considered an, an error card? Maybe it's worth more. Is there know, another Doom be, card? Well, is, is there another Doom card out there that's got both of them on there? You know, like know. if there isn't, there should be, you know? There like, should be. Doom, great tag team, broken up way too soon. Yeah, right. yeah. You know, uh, man, you know, they, they, they were scary. They're scary, you know. Uh, I, you know, they had all the, all the, all the baby faces running, you know. Uh, um, you know, I think that was really one of the, one of the first times we really got to see Teddy Long showcase his skills, and um, he was, I think he was refing prior to that, and and you know he became, you know, a manager. And gosh, you know, I, I've worked with Butch numerous times. I love Butch to death, but you know, Mike work wasn't his strong suit, and um you know ron simmons was always able to get over but you put somebody like teddy with them man you know that's a recipe for success well man i mean you know you talk about doom think about ron simmons he was a legit one of the best college football linebackers of all time i mean got injured when he tried to go to the program but i mean he was high up in the heisman trophy ranking as a defensive player and that just doesn't happen too often but a uh, hall of fame wrestler and he did so many things during his career too. What, you know, WCW heavyweight champion that he ended up going to a year after this card, he was WCW champ, but broken up way too soon. I mean, you know, and it seemed like during that era, there was a lot of it. We had Pillman on earlier, Hollywood blondes. They were really only together for six to eight months split up. Same as doom. Doom was over. And I remember as a 10 year old kid watching WCW at that time, I'm like, Holy cow, those guys scared me. And they should legitimate. I loved them when they wore the hoods better. Mm-hmm. They took the hoods, yeah. and broke them up. It was over. Yeah. Somebody say something about WCW wrestling cards because the next one is Tommy Rich. <laughs> Tommy <laughs> Wildfire Rich. Six foot tall, 218 pounds, favorite hold to Thez Press. This one time WC- world heavyweight champion is also known as Wildfire Tommy Rich. When you watch him in the ring, it's easy to see why. He leaves nothing but a patch of scorched canvas where his opponent once stood when it comes to hardcore wrestling, Tommy truly is too hot to handle. And and, and now correct me if I'm wrong, but did, did he win the title and did he win it one night and lost it like the next week or I think it was one, one day. Was it one day day or one week? Yeah. I think it was a couple day rain. I think it was like he won it on like a Monday or Tuesday and lost it on a Thursday or Friday. It was, it was less than a week though. Yeah, yeah, that old, old wildfire. <laughs> Next card, Dutch Mantel. Oh, nice. Dirty Dutch Mantel. Dirty 6.1, from Oil Trough, Texas. Dirty Dutch is the hairiest wrestler. I swear. I was going to plug I was going to plug Manscaped during this card. On the back, it literally says, uh, Dutch, dirty Dutch Mantel is the hairiest wrestler in the world, 
and one of the hairiest experiences any opponent can have in the ring. God. Usually seen with a lethal bullwhip, shoe baby, quotation marks, you can expect a Dutchman to break every rule in the book, not to mention a few bones along the way. And cut to Manscaped. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. How can I? Like, how bad, how, like, how bad of an impression did you leave on somebody to have to write that? <laughs> have to write that, to get, that, you that, that paragraph. That. You know, oh. like, uh, uh, man, you know, what can he say about, uh, about Mantel? Uh, a lot of people don't realize his influence on professional wrestling, you know, in the Memphis territory. Oh, yeah. He was huge in Memphis. Um, you know, in fact, I, I, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think he booked a lot of the, a lot of that territory. And, uh, and of course, you know, uh, some, some of the newer fans will remember him as Zeb Coulter from, WWE. uh, WWE, uh, manager of, uh, Jack Swagger at the time. And well, don't forget old Dirty Dutch was over there with, uh, Bruiser Brody. Yeah. Yeah. Bruiser was killed. And that, that and, and yeah, you're right. That was, mm-hmm. and that wasn't, you know, the uh, the Zeb Coulter wasn't his first run with WWE. He came in as Uncle Uncle something Zeb? with the uh, Uncle, Uncle Zeb, Zeb. I think. with I think the that's uh, what it was with the Blue Boys, the, uh, Blue Brothers, or something like that. Well, I I, I, I think it was the Harris feel, Twins. But I, I feel like that JBL Justin Hawk Bradshaw was with him. The New Blackjacks was he not? The, the manager of the new Blackjacks, I think, back in probably 95 or so. Uh, seems like it, but I'm pretty sure he was also with uh, the Harris twins. that They were called the Blue Brothers or something. Mm-hmm. Had long yeah, yeah, he very well could have been. I yeah, but uh, we need to check great, Jamie great, on that. Yeah, great mouthpiece, man. Um, you know, his promo work with Jack Swagger, I, I, I you know, I think was a, a large part of, of, you know, his success in, you know, in, uh, in WWE and not taking anything away from Jack Swagger or Jake Hager, but, uh, but, you know, any, anytime you got a mind, you know, like, uh, like Dutch Mantel, man, you, you just, I, I can only imagine, you know, I can only imagine being in a car for, you know, for eight, nine hours, you know, just, uh, just listen to some of the stories that, that, you know, that he has, he's, he has literally probably forgotten, forgotten more than we're going to probably know i mean he's a creative mind uh just the booking that he's been involved in some of the you know the moments you know like being around brody i mean he he was involved in so much history of the game and i definitely when you talk history there i can't think of another wrestler that needed manscape more than uh more than dutch mantel well and let's you know let's let's not forget he gave one of the biggest stars ever their name mm-hmm. Can't be Steve Williams. We've already got a Steve Williams. Tonight, you're Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Next one. Do, do, do. <laughs> it says the fabulous Freebirds, but we're looking at Michael P.S. Hayes on the background. Another one? Him and Jimmy Jam Garvin. Wow. Uh, Michael P.S. Hayes, 6'3", home of Bad Street, USA, favorite whole DDT. Where Hayes and the Freebird partner Jimmy Jam Garvin go, controversy follows. Where whether or not they really are rock and roll stars is debatable. When challenged, they'll defend their claim, even if they must trash an opponent's body in the process. Man, that was towards the end of the Freebirds, and I mean, I, I I like Jimmy Jam. I know it's not you know the the Freebird group that a lot of people are crazy about, but I mean, I th- I love Jimmy Garvin. Uh, Michael Hayes, I mean, this was basically towards the end of his career. He's starting to have a lot of back problems and a lot of back issues. And I know he was starting to actually spend a lot of time working behind the mic 
which I thought he was just a natural, but absolute legend. And of course, you know, taking good care of our good friend, Miranda Gordy. And uh, all you can say about that is just dude, 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 but still left. Well, I think if, if you're going to have a front man, most likely to be a front man of the band, it's Michael P.S. Hayes. Cause he could deliver. I'm not gonna, I, you know, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna disagree with you one bit, but you know, again, was there no love for tag teams? This is the second tag team card that we pulled out of this deck. It's almost like Vince. It's almost like Vince had something to do with this. And, and 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 they, you know, they they got Butch or they got uh, uh, Ron Simmons for Doom, and then they've got Michael Michael P.S. Hayes representing. Which you know, I mean, you know, Michael he's Freebird. There's no way around it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You well, know, this I'm, one had them both on the back though, right? Doom didn't. You know, it had it had both Doom on the back. But on the front, it just had Butch and then... Yeah, you can't find one shot of them together where they're in there standing together. I mean, out of all the photography that's done at all those events, come on. But it was WCW early 90s. I mean, what else would we expect? Right, right. Next up, Lex Luger. Looks like Ric Flair in the background. Yep. Half a bare ass hanging out. <laughs> the back says uh, Lex Luger 65274 from Boca Raton, Florida. Lex Luger, aka the Total Package, is a four time WCW US champion and one of the most explosive men in wrestling. His mastery in the ring has earned the respect of all opponents, including the Nature Boy Ric Flair, seen here getting ready to do uh, to dine on some ring rope. Lex Luger. Yeah, that's Jim Hurd. <laughs> Jim Hurd wrote that shit. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At least they got uh, they got Lex Luger and uh, Ric Flair on that one. I mean, what do you say about Lex Luger that we haven't already said? We've done a whole show yeah. about him, and then we talked about him a couple weeks ago. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm looking forward to seeing the WWE show that they're getting ready to put out. Uh, icons to to hear Lex Luger talk, and you know, we got to talk to his good friend Nikita Koloff. Uh, you know, we'd love to have Lex Luger on the show sometime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Next. Slobber knocker. Ooh, oh, look at that. Yeah. Good Jim old JR Jim Ross. And I'm trying to, uh, the lighting is weird. And the, that's a young JR. Yeah. Yeah. Boy. You know, the nice it, thing, the nice thing about that JR right there is you can still get that autograph. It says, uh, Jim Ross, home, the state of Oklahoma, favorite hold the microphone. Ross brings a steady stream of banter to the arena as one of the rest, as one of wrestling's most prolific, prolific commentators. His native, He's a native of Oklahoma, and his license plate says he's okay. If it wasn't for his contribution to the sport, wrestling would definitely be at a loss for words. That still holds true today, that last yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. The voice of our childhood, at least all my right. childhood. Oh, mine too. Yeah, all, yeah. all right, last one, boys. Uh-oh. Woo! Big called Sting! Sting! 63262 Venice Beach, California. The Stinger loves introducing his foes to one of his favorite holds, the Scorpion Deathlock. When Sting face, faces off in the ring, arms will fly and heads will roll in the no holds barred action. Mm. Sting. Very, 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 very cool. Another one, another one. You, could get, you know, some of those would be cool just to carry around to different places and uh, some of these shows and get them autographed, you know, like mm-hmm. while you still can, obviously. Mm hmm. Very, very cool. How many cards? What, what was that? Was that 10 cards? Let's see. One, two, Flying Brian, 
three Steiner Brothers, four Ricky Morton, five Sid Vicious, there we go, seven Doom, Doom. eight Tommy Rich, <laughs> nine Dutch Mantel, the hairiest man in wrestling, <laughs> ten Fabulous Freebirds, Michael Hayes. 11, Lex Luger. Yeah. 12, JR. 13. 13. Did you, you get a stick of gum in that uh, that pack of cards? No, no gum. And it's just, okay. uh, they aren't fl uh, Fleer, Topsy, and it's just a WCW. Uh, I think it's Impel was the group that, yeah, did, that did that group. So Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've got, uh, oh, I probably, what, what, I've probably got. I don't know, 25 or so of those, those cards. Uh, when we were talking about it the other day, I, I, uh, reached into, into, into my little box that I got some collectibles in and pulled out a couple of sheets. You know, I don't, I don't even know where I got them from. Uh, but you know, they, I think they might've been a little bit older. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story real quick about the gum. You mentioned gum. JJ had some of those, the space cowboy, Jason Jones. And I guess it was cards or something, and it had gum in it, and it's from like the '80s or '90s. And yeah, I took that bet, and I went ahead and chewed that gum. How was it? Uh, dust. I put it in there, tried to chew it, and straight dust. It didn't work out. It was, it was well, like trying huh? to chew baby powder. It was a little, a little chalky, was it? A little, yeah. It was pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad. So. Oh man! A couple of years ago, I was down in Baton Rouge, and uh, you know, we had a little break from class, so I was driving around, and I found a card shop, and I went in, I bought some. I think it was like 1981 Donruss, 82 Donruss. Uh, I think I was looking for the Mattingly rookie, so it's probably 82. So I, I was like, "Hey, I'm going to buy these cards and stuff." It still had gum in it, so I went ahead and tried it. You know, 35 years old, uh, I could still taste it now. Mm. Just talking about it, but. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was cool, you know, getting a Sting card. Some, I mean, look at a lot of the Hall of Famers that was just in that pack and guys that was just pure WCW. I mean, when you have Sting, well, I think WCW, I think Sting and Flair, those are the guys that always right. are WCW to Luger. Luger. And, and you got the package too, man. And that was right before he was getting ready to get his first world championship. So uh, good memories. Uh, good memories for, uh, for us now. Unfortunately, not good memories for WCW. That was during the herd era, and uh, you know a lot of uh, a lot of backstage craziness going on with WCW at that time. I think uh, yeah, it wasn't uh, too much wasn't uh, too much longer that Flair left for uh, for the WWF, right? What year was he in the uh, the ninety two? Ninety two, yeah. So yeah, that, uh, that's hey, probably about the time they started arguing over the belt. I would have I would have left I would have left too if somebody told me I couldn't throw somebody over the top rope. Just and saying. insinuate you should change your name to Spartacus. Yeah. Spartacus. God. Get a haircut. Get an earring. Could you imagine that? Could, 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 could have went along with this Spartacus and walked like, out as Spartacus. You know, like you want to talk about a guy that that could have, there well, not could have, but tried to single-handedly ruin yeah. wrestling. And and you know, unfortunately, he was almost successful, but uh, he yeah. thankfully wasn't completely. All right, guys, I think that about wraps it up. Uh, follow us on Facebook at The Slop Drop, on Twitter at The Slop Drop 1. Wherever you find your podcast, we are there. Check us out on YouTube, subscribe. Either way, thank you guys for listening and watching. We're out of here. Goodbye and good night.